Welcome, family. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Philly Strong, presented by Trackstar Sports, where it's all about the Philadelphia Eagles, 76ers, and competitive strength training. Let's get into it. What up, what up, people? Thanks for tuning in to another Philly Strong episode brought to you by MTMV Podcast Network. This is Aaron Simpkins, your host of Philly Strong. We are MTMV Podcast Network now, formerly known as Trackstar Sports. Uh, MTMV is my team, my voice. So find us on any major podcast platform, wherever you want to look up a podcast, we'll be there. So... Uh, before I get into the interview I did with a friend of mine who, uh, a friend of mine named Kevin Byers, who's a uh, personal trainer, bodybuilder, uh, has competed in in bodybuilding competitions and uh, and all that. So uh, he's also somebody who's very into competitive bodybuilding and and just following the sport and and uh, and looking into it um, very much like how I am. So I figured since uh, this weekend is the upcoming. Uh, Mr. Olympia and you know which is the Super Bowl of bodybuilding why not uh call somebody up and 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 just have a discussion with him and uh and just talk about um some of the the major players in 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 the competition talk about Phil Heath the the reigning champion uh what what we think he's gonna do um some sleepers so in other words just to give you uh, the audience who's listening, who I'm assuming really don't know anything about bodybuilding, uh, don't know any names to look up, don't know any uh, major players, don't know the, what the Mr. Olympia is, don't really know what uh, might go into a bodybuilding show. Um, this is a good episode to listen to, a good interview to listen to, because I ask him about, you know, what does it actually feel like from personal experience? What does it feel like to be a bodybuilder? At this stage, a couple of days before the competition, what is it like? Um, what are you going through? Um, you know, so he gives his perspective on that, which is really cool. And and again, we just go, we just cover the competition, um, talk a lot about different guys and just how we think, you know, different things are going to pan out. So um, look forward to that. And just so you know. The Mr. Olympia is going to be uh, live streamed online on iHerb.com. It's I-H-E-R-B.com. It'll be uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, which is 10 p.m. Eastern time, Friday night, uh, this Friday night and Saturday night, which is September 14th and 15th. So anybody tuning in, anybody listening to this episode right now uh, after I publish it, which is Thursday night, right before the weekend, um, you're able to watch that live. Uh, if not, you can go on YouTube, you can go on um, generationiron.com, I'm sure, musculardevelopment.com, many other websites to see replays of this uh, of this event. So, again, the Mr. Olympia is the Super Bowl of bodybuilding, so this is a big deal. If you're a fan of bodybuilding, this is a big deal. <laughs> so, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that you guys enjoy this interview, enjoy... It really was more of a discussion. Um, we just were 
you know, a couple friends just talking about something of, of mutual interest. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy this and, um, and, you know, maybe learn something. You're definitely going to hear something you probably never heard before about a sport you probably know nothing about. So I hope you guys really enjoy this and, um, thanks for tuning in. Mr. Kevin Byers. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Doing wonderful. All right. Just to give you a little, give give the audience a little introduction to you. Uh, you are an, uh, a super entrepreneur gym owner, a uh, personal trainer, competitive bodybuilder, super freak athlete guy, the guy everybody wants to be. <laughs> So very generous. Yeah. So, uh, so why am I talking to you? Um, we're here to talk about the Mr. Olympia, which is this weekend, the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. And, uh, I just wanted to call you as a friend of mine and somebody who pays attention to bodybuilding, uh, knows some of the guys that are going to be competing. Um, let's just talk about it, give the audience something that they may have never heard before. So, uh, absolutely. So do you have any, like, initial thoughts or, or just going into the Olympia before we, you know, dive into specifics on guys, but uh, you have any thoughts going into this year, uh, anything you want to see or or hope don't happen or something like that? <laughs> yeah, just being the Super Bowl of, you know, the bodybuilding industry, last year I was excited because I thought Phil was going to lose. This year I'm even more excited because I think Phil's going to lose. <laughs> but so many people are against me. But, uh, you know, he's chasing his eighth crown, which will tie him with Ronnie Coleman and Lee Haney. And he's a seven right now. Oh, my gosh. This guy is just so good that everybody's been chasing him for so long. Uh, I'm excited to see how he competes this year with um, Big Randy and also William Bonac. I was looking at uh, some predictions from Rich Gaspari, and he actually has Randy overtaking for this year. So that gave me a little bit of hope. I was, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about Bonac to see if you if you thought he actually had a real chance this time. Um, yeah, I know, he just came off his first Arnold Classic win. Yeah, coming off the Classic win, and, and what, was he uh, second or third last year in the Olympics? I think he was one of them, right? Yeah, he was definitely top five. I'm pretty sure he was third. Uh, and he looked really good at the Arnold. Um, yes. Yeah, he he's kind of got that. Like like how Big Ramy has that that freak factor, a lot of people like to call it, where he's just enormous and uh, size wise, he just blows everybody off the stage. Uh, Bonac kind of has that overall like everything looks good, um, and Phil is basically like that too. Everything looks good, but he's also he's also that guy that everything looks good, and he's a little bigger than the normal guy that uh, that has that type of package. Um, right. And he's always nailed. Well, I mean, there was a couple of years where he didn't actually nail his conditioning, but he's just, a, he's very consistent with his overall conditioning, I think, uh, every year. So that definitely is, is a big plus for him. Um, do you have a, I, I have in mind one sleeper. Um, who, who do you think for a sleeper? Do you have anybody in mind? 
Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not necessarily somebody that could that could take the crown, but but could possibly sneak in like the top two or three. Right. So I think you always have to consider Dexter Jackson. I mean, this guy is like forty-eight years old or something, and he's ten years older than Phil, and he brings nothing but an absolute hundred percent every single year. So literally, if anybody's off their game, he can slide in top three. I think fairly easily. Uh, his his stomach is never descended, you know, stuck out or anything like that. He always keeps a really tight figure. Um, it, I think a lot of it depends on how Willie Rickler looks. You know, he's yeah. always the gigantic mass monster, but he's a lot of the time had conditioning and stomach issues. And I think that's where Bonac really stands out is on his front double biceps. He uses more of a vacuum technique on his abs where everybody else is pressing out and down to show their abs. Uh, he always looks, makes his lats look bigger, makes his stomach look tighter. He, he always yep. looks really good. Um, but, I mean, last year, I think Big Randy came in at 309 on stage weight. Like, that's not the real yeah. thing. So, a sleeper? I don't know. Who's your sleeper? This guy got second in the Olympia, um, I believe it was three or four years ago now, probably. Um, but he's still always consistently in the top five. Seven, I'd say. Uh, Sean Rogan. Oh, Sean Rogan, nice. Um, yeah, I, I think just because he's always he's always consistently very good. Um, I I don't think just based off the genetics, I don't think there's any ever a way that he could beat uh, Phil because um, he just doesn't have that. He genetically he doesn't have that same uh, pure bodybuilding build that Phil had. Um, but uh, but he always comes in good. Uh, he He's worked on, I know, I know he's worked on the last couple of years um, getting bigger. Uh, so if he can be, if he's a little bigger than he was when he won, or not won, but he, he got second in the Olympia a couple of years ago, if he's a bigger and brings that same conditioning, you know, who knows what could happen. Um, right. But, I, but yeah, I, I'd say, I think second place, is uh, is Bonac? Um, I, well, it's really going to be between Rami and Bonac. I mean, uh, it's man, this is um, it's really hard to say because because Rami is such a question mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he uh, if if he nails his conditioning and has that mature muscle that that you know, has always been the, the criticism of, uh, of him. If he comes in with that, you know, does, because he's already bigger than everybody, does, does he blow everybody else away? I mean, um, I mean, he might. Uh, is, do you, do you, from, a, from a bodybuilder perspective that you have, uh, do you think if Rami comes in 100% and Phil is 95% or 90%, does Rami win that? Hundred percent, absolutely. And I think part of this is due to the fact of last year. I remember really listening and reading about uh, how Phil was looking, and the judges were talking about not only was Phil judged of how he looked last year, but it was in comparison to the years before. So did he improve? Did he step his game up? And the dominant answer was no. So if everybody else keeps improving and he's staying the same, then he shouldn't be staying on top. 
eventually. Is this the year? I don't know. You mentioned uh, Sean Roden. I have always loved his posing. Some of his his poses yeah. that he goes through reminds me of like classic uh, bodybuilding, like old school stuff. He's always very fluid. He never smiles. He's always stone faced. <laughs> like yep. he's just solid all the time. Uh, I don't know if, if how much you know of like the old school Arnold era guys, but uh, he kind of reminds me posing wise of uh, Frank Zane. Um, okay. Do you, you know him? The he, um, he also did the front double bicep with the hip off to the side. Yeah, that's that's probably what makes me think of it. Um, yeah, he's he's actually the only bodybuilder to ever win the Olympia under 200 pounds. Uh, little trivia note, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, with it, with what you said about Phil, I, I've read the stuff recently that said Phil is. Uh, has worked himself to actually be smaller this year and bring out try try to pop more um, and bring out some some more conditioning and, and striations and stuff. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I it, it's hard to say if if that's the right route or not. But if, you know, um, you know, you you sound like obviously you're you want to see Phil dethroned. Um, part part of me is like. Part of me is like I love the underdog. Obviously, the Eagles just won a Super Bowl. Like that's you know underdog story. But I I love the underdog story. So anybody else that wins is an underdog underdog right now. But I part of me is also like like it would be cool to see, to say that I saw you know I saw the record breaker bodybuilder. You know he wins this year. He wins next year. He he's the top all time most wins. You know um, and. Yeah. Because bodybuilding is kind of one of those those sports where like like it's typically ran by guys by one guy or two guys for a long period of time. Um, you know, like through Mr. Olympia, which was started I believe 1962, there's only been 13 winners. So, I was just gonna say the same thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, so so it still you know, loses, do we, which, which almost never happens. I, I think Cutler actually was the only one to, to win it, lose it, and then win it back again. I think he's the only one to ever do it. Um, Arnold did it one other time. Oh, yeah, when he came back in 1980, yeah. Well, but, but see, his was different because he, he didn't actually lose it. Um, he just didn't compete again. Um, yeah, but then yeah, when, yes, what did you say? Agreed. Yeah. When he came back and he stopped competing, uh, I think in 76. And so obviously for a few years there was new winners. And then in 80, he came back and he won uh, very controversially, but uh, but he did. Um, so, yeah, if Phil lose, what I'm, my point is if Phil loses, there's, by, going by history, there's not a very good chance that, that we'll see him on top again. Um so, you know, we could be going through a whole other decade or more to get to another champion that, you know, wins consecutive years. You know, it, it's just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I thought too much into it, but. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Um, and speaking of, like, all the years that have gone by, I'm, I'm still missing Kai Green. Yeah. I still miss him. 
And, you know, Dennis Wolf competed last year, but he's not this year. He's still, I don't know what he's doing after his neck surgery and stuff. He definitely doesn't have a size anymore. Yeah, um, he guy you know, had double shoulder surgery. He's still recovering. So there's definitely yeah. some big names missing. So, but uh, I'm excited for the future. I mean, whether Phil goes down this year or not, I think the the future is very bright because there's a lot of young, really good talent. And 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 that's true. Um, and I think I think it's fair to say the top young guy right now would probably be Bonac. Um, yeah. Although although he's not he's not super young though. Um, I think he's mid thirties if I'm if I'm correct. Uh, which in bodybuilding is is actually you know pretty much your prime and right around forty. Um, but or so I've heard. I'm not. I don't compete yeah. in it, so I I wouldn't know from experience. But um, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited though. I'm just excited to see how it all pans out. Um, I uh, I miss guys like uh, like Branch Warren. Uh, I know he hasn't competed for a couple of years, but I miss him. Um, just being that little like super hardcore gym rat guy that. Uh, he's always a, always a competitor uh, on stage, um, but you know he his whole thing during his career was he just never had the genetics to to be the top guy, even though he did win the Arnold. Um, yeah, but his popularity right was always the best. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was he was insane with that and and his dryness. Yeah, um, I'm I'm right with you though about Kai Green. Um, he, uh, I don't know if you, if you, I know he's out doing his own thing, like in Hollywood and acting and doing all kinds of stuff, but uh, and not and and not competing in bodybuilding. But right now, I've heard a lot of people, and just from pictures I've seen that he's posted, a lot of people say that he's in his best condition he's ever been right now, and he's not even competing. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting. He's always looking to see. good. Yeah, it'd, it'd be really interesting to see what what him and Phil would do on stage. But I guess we'll never know. So another thing I'm excited for is in the 212 class, the last, let's see here, I think this will be the sixth year of Flex Lewis is going for his sixth title. And yeah. after this, he's bumping up to the big boy class. So what, what's your opinion? Do you think he, he can do some damage? Well, actually, I was going to ask you, um, did they officially announce that that's what he's doing? He's bumping up? Because the, the last According guy saw his, uh, his trainer, right? What? Yeah. Yeah, that's the last stuff I heard. You know, he's on the social media. He's saying one more round and whatnot. So I don't know. I guess that's how people are taking it. I uh, I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, I think I think it'd be smart for him to take probably a whole year off to to work on getting up to that weight and being used to it. Um. But uh, uh, I'm excited for that because, you know, obviously he's the 212 champion and has been forever. And so it would be great to see him as a champion move up and, go, and, and just see what he can do against the bigger guys. Um, mm-hmm. I've always liked Flex, though. Um, what, from your perspective, what do you think would be like, like this? What are, what are his chances moving up to the open weight? If he pushes about 235, two, maybe mid-230s, I think he can compete, maybe crack the top six, I can see. But uh, I, just, I don't think his body 
is capable of gaining much more muscle than that. I think a week ago he posted a picture. He, he was about 223, 224. So I, I don't know if he's physically able to do that or not, but I guess I hope to find out. Yeah, and, and you know, just to let the audience know, keep in mind bodybuilders are not tall guys. So, like Flex Lewis, why we say we don't think he could add much more weight? Because uh, I think he's only like five, four, three or something like that. Um, and we're talking about a, a guy that's five, four, but it's 220 and, you know, two or three percent body fat. But just think of how much muscle that is. Um, so to say to say for him to get up to 230, 240 and still be in that condition, it's just it, it's insane. Yeah, I don't know how much longer he could hold the crown at 212 though. Last year it was super close for him against Ahmad, and he's coming for him again this year. So maybe it's a good move for him. He takes the next year off, bumps up a class. Ahmad's probably going to win that the next couple years. I don't know. We'll see. Going to be interesting. Um, now, would you say what? What do you think um, made him think of moving up? Do you, do you think it was because he saw his competition getting greater and and he wanted to leave, you know, leave as the king of that weight and then just move up, or do you think it was just he's just done with it and wants another challenge? I would say that both play a huge role. Um, from a competitor standpoint, I would hope that he's choosing a new challenge. Uh, yeah, that's that is uh there's a few guys in the in the two twelve division that I think have a chance to take into this year. Um, yeah, it it should be exciting overall though. Uh, and uh I had another what was my other question? Um yeah, Dennis Wolf, I don't believe is competing. If he does, I mean, Dennis Wolf was somebody who was always, always was a, a high, high competitor, um, always finished high. But I don't think he's competing. And even if he is, he he won't finish that high because um, he's got to build up his body a lot more to, to be what it was. Uh, am I missing anybody? Have, have, is there anybody we haven't named in that top? You know what? He is always that guy that you just have no clue what's going to happen with him. Um, you know, he – I think it was uh, two years ago, either at the Olympia or the Arnold, he was super disappointing. Like, he, he finished, like, one of the bottom slots. And then the next year, he wins the Arnold. And then the next right. competition – the next competition, he's down at the bottom again. And right. so he hasn't figured out how to dial it in, right, you know, at the time that he needs. But but he is one of those guys with the big frame and the classic look and stuff that he has. If he if he's dialed in, he honestly, at him at 100%, could actually give, like, Bonac and, and Rami and all a run for their money. Yeah. The crazy thing is he's what does it say? He's six one. Like that's he's crazy tall for a bodybuilder and Big Granny is pretty tall but he's five ten. So yeah. like you stick those two next to Phil and they look like 
Giants. Yeah, I mean, I think Phil is like 5'8", something like that. Yeah. And Dennis Wolf was, was always one of those tall guys, too. He's like 6'4". Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're what are you, 6'3"? Yep. What what was uh what was your last your biggest on stage weight? Two twenty. Yeah, that's even that even a guy at six three two twenty, and um and what were you you know you were single digit body fat obviously right? Yeah, I did uh, a show the next weekend also, and I was two thirteen. Wow. Um. And, you know, just, just to kind of, you know, help put it in perspective for people, like how, how, how much muscle these guys are packing on to a small frame. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. Um, so let's, let's, let's kind of get an inside perspective a little bit. These guys are now, you know, last couple of days of the competition, um, coming in on it. What what are these guys mentally and physically like from your competitive experience? What what are these guys going through right now? So from my standpoint, the thing you almost want the most is water because you're depleting your water. Uh, you gotta be dehydrated for the contest that I do, um, and so that's like really the biggest struggle. From there, you're thinking about that all the time, and then uh still gotta stay sharp mentally. So it's it's a big process. You you got weigh ins, then you got prejudging and then your night show. Um but these guys nutrition and supplement levels is on a whole nother a whole nother level obviously. So I can't speak for what they're going through but um it's a lot of it is just a mental game. It is exhausting. Yeah that's that's what I've always heard is if you're not right mentally, you're just you're you want to you might as well not even try. Um, yeah, because and it's crazy the stuff you go through for one minute on stage to do your routine. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what? Like so? So what's wrong with you to want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> the competitive bitch, I suppose. I mean, I I kind of feel it as it's a it's a revealing reward for how hard I train to then see what I've been able to produce. And keep it competitive because you're against other guys who have done the same thing. Correct. Yeah. You know, there's other sports I can't do anymore, so this is one I still can, so that's what I try to do. You were big into basketball, correct? Yes, sir. Concussions took a toll on that, so... Had to find a, a new love. I've seen your uh, I've seen your crazy dumb videos. <laughs> you, you still got it's it, not right? Bad for bodybuilder, right? <laughs> yeah, not not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, that's it's good to uh, it's it's good to I th- personally, and this is like a little bit of a rabbit trail, but to me, the the best built. The best build is somebody who is strong and muscular, but also athletic still. 
um, because you're, you know, you're just, you're functional for, for life, I think. Um, I was but then there's the same word, functional. Yeah. Um, but for me, there's, I, I'm nowhere near what a bodybuilder looks like or even, you know, any kind of athlete looks like. But no matter what I look like, there's always going to be that side of me that I'm still going to want to always just lift weights. That's just what I like doing. Um, you know, and uh, I think I think just learning how to lift weights but also stay functional and stuff like that is, is very key. Because, you know, because 99.9% of people that lift weights are not going to be on the Mr. Olympia stage. Probably, you know, even more than that, 99.99999%. So... Um, those guys just take it to another level. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I'm, I'm excited. You, you, uh, you, have you set up the plan to, to not have anything else go on at like midnight when, it, when the open, <laughs> the open class is showing and, and you can, you can watch it online? Yes, I'm so excited because I tell you what. I screwed up. I'm so used to this Vegas time that, you know, I remember last year staying up real late, you know, ending at 1.30 or so. And uh, so when the Arnold came on this year, I'm like, all right, 11 o'clock, the Open's about to come on. And I started streaming it, and the doggone thing's almost over. Well, I forgot, you know, that's in Columbus. There's no time change. So I missed the whole stinking thing. So I'm super excited to get back on track and uh, watch this great contest. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's right. You're. I guess you would be in the same time zone. Yeah, I'm. I got to figure out what it's going to be for me because I'm Eastern. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, just overall, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see again what happens with Phil. You know, is he going to be the the third guy tied for the most all time, or is, is this when his reign ends? Um, and if it does end, I'm super excited for whoever wins it just to see what they can do, you know. So um, I think there's a good crop of guys. Uh, unfortunately, we had a, a big passing uh, guy pass away um, uh, in Dallas McCarver. And, and he was kind of – he was known as the guy who was, was the, the next one. You know, he was the, the mid to late 20s guy. So younger than everybody else, but already bigger than everybody. And all, all he had to do was just work on his conditioning. And once he once he got it, everybody thought he was going to be the next one for a long time. Um, but when he passed away, it's kind of it's kind of more open now. He, he was amazing. I got to see him in uh, Big Randy and Phil guest pose in Pittsburgh. And oh wow! Big, big Country came out weighing like three forty five. And it was just like, holy smokes. Yeah, it was an absolute shame that uh, he passed away. He was definitely an um, upcoming spectacular athlete. Uh, so for, for one of the final questions, i got to ask you, if Phil loses this year, is he going to continue to compete? Will he be back next year? Huh. I, I think it might depend in the fashion that he loses. Um, if he's way off and he ends up getting like third place or something, then maybe he doesn't. Or, or maybe he would take that as he's coming. You know, he would come back to redeem himself. Uh, I, I don't know. That's hard to say because I know, 
when when Ronnie lost it, um, he when he lost it, he did come back, and he was he was nothing. You know, he was nothing compared to what his his champion days were. The the year after he had lost it the first time, um, and I, I don't know. I I think Phil is still young enough, and he's always been injury free and all that. So I, I think he's healthy enough and young enough to where he he could he could do that. Um, it's not like a like you know like a Dexter situation where you know you're you're basically fifty and. If Phil was 50 and he lost, then, I, you know, yeah, I think it's a good time to hang it up. But um, I'd probably lean towards he comes back. Um, I mean, think of it. For the last seven years or so, eight years, all he's done is the Olympia. He, he never competed in anything else. Um, yeah. He's only he's only ever once on that one show those last almost a decade. So he's, And he's never really had any injuries that I know of. Um, so I, I don't, I wouldn't see physically, I, I wouldn't see any reason why he couldn't. What, what would be your, what would you say about that? I think he would, if he loses, he would be back. I think one of the things that he does so well is he embraces the villain, uh, card. Yeah. I think that's the way he's portrayed and I think he likes that. So I, I can too. definitely see him coming back and uh, pleading his case, if you will. Now, if he lost this year, comes back, loses next year, then I would say he's definitely done. Yeah, I would agree. Well, uh, I think we uh, pretty much gave the people a good a good preview of it. Um, some things to look out for, some names to look for. Uh, anything else you want to add, or are you pretty good? No, sir. I think that's good. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't you uh, say say again who you are, what you do, and and kind of you know give your give uh, people how they can find you and and follow you and stuff. I appreciate the uh, having me on for the interview, Aaron. My name is Kevin Byers. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Iron Maid Gym. And we'd be happy to help you out any way we can. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if Phil loses. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you, sir, for joining me. And uh, yes, sir. I'll be I'll be texting you during the weekend. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk about what's going on. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, man. See you later. All right. Bye.